Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hi, friend. How are you? Hi. Little Hi, ginger. Pumpkin. How are you today? I'm okay. I like your you braid. Are? I don't know how to do a fishtail braid like it's that. It's super easy, which is why I do it. Um, and I'm working uh, in the op today. So I got to like keep the, keep the hair yeah. away. So I see. Yeah. Yeah. So you're 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 op in it today. I'm not op in it today. I am opless today. You look fabulous. Which is nice. Yeah. Thank you. I have I've had a million calls today. So yeah. so you decided to, to so just that stay is, busy. That is are me. you living your best yeah. life? And where are we at? Let's do a hive check. I thank you so much for asking. I am I am kind of living my best life. I I got to uh, it's been a big month for me here at, at Tooth Life Studio. We've um, we brought on a new doc who will be here a couple of days a week, you know, doing the whole patient thing. And then um, I, I got a new car. I got Get a it, new girl. I saw that my picture. First, it looks my great. Very first new new car ever. I got a, an Audi SUV, mm-hmm. a Q3 S line um, with a custom black optics package. And of course, the nav and all of the like bells and whistle that you could get. And it's in like this beautiful Nardo gray color. Um, so I did that. Um, Look at you. And then I also got a, a digital scanner like the same week. Um, fun fact, uh, my digital scanner and my car are the same price. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. $65,000 car, $65,000 scanner. So it's been a a hundred plus thousand dollar month for, for me over here. It's the most money I've ever spent aside from like the office, like the office was a few hundred thousand dollars, but (laughs) But that's kind of like spread out over the next mm-hmm. 10 years. Um, but yeah, this is uh, that was it's been a big month. So I'm living my best life on the hive check. I have we've we've found a medication that works. Um, so yes. we finally okay. found so a medication that works. Right. It is maintaining. Because I feel the, like we, yeah, we didn't know if there was going to be a reentry of the hive situation. For you. So there is you know what a I mean? slight breakthrough of hives. If I don't okay. take my meds at the right time, I start to oh. get them. But oh. uh, we've doubled my dosage on this like ridiculous antihistamine uh, called Blexton that I have to take twice a day, double the dose. So instead of one pill oh. uh, uh, twice daily, I take two pills twice daily. Um, and I've been okay. I mean, I haven't had the facial swelling in a while, which is great. My skin looks good. It's like being the best it's been in a really long time. So you look amazing. That is, you do. You're glowing over you. there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so that's that. And you hive check what's going on in your life over there. Um, I'm covered in hives. <clears throat> really still. I'm naming my new hives after my first contractor. <laughs> literally the other day because (gasps) oh yeah what happened so the last time you were ghosted yeah you got ghosted what happened oh no tell me I want to know so bad so like okay 
I have yet oh, to no. meet somebody who's like, I'm working with a contractor and it's the most amazing experience of my life and I'm like loving it. Like I get it, you know, and people are like all oh, contractors and blah, blah, blah. I, I get it. I totally understand. This is like next level. In fact, my uncle uh, lives in Wisconsin. He's not a contractor, but he does like custom cabinetry and things like that. He's like built houses from like the ground up and he works with a lot of contractors. And when I started to describe the things that were happening and sending photos of the things that are happening in my house. Okay. Like what were happening? Like, tell me what was happening. What yeah, were you sending so, photos of? Like, I don't understand. They basically um, demoed my kitchen down to the studs. First and foremost, in the state of Arizona, when okay. you do a massive demo like that and you're moving plumbing and you're moving electrical, you need to get a permit. Yeah. Um, you I- need permits? Right. Yeah. It's not just Arizona. It's the world. I learned. Yeah. In addition, um, the walls, when they quote unquote re-drywalled it, the walls are like bowed. Like they're not even like flat and flush. So we want to hang oh, no. like big backsplash tiles on it and there's no way that we can do it. Um, he's had me purchase, I, I had custom floating shelves um, fabricated for me and shipped to me from the East Coast. And he gave me the incorrect measurements. He measured my kitchen incorrectly. So oh, I bought no. the wrong type of cabinets and then started to have them custom painted. And then, so I can't return them now. Um, so I've spent money to purchase incorrect <gasps> pieces of equipment. Um, uh, I pay restock fees because I've purchased appliances and he gave me the wrong metrics measurements. So then I've had to return those things and pay restock fees and all of this. My kitchen is unsafe. The lumber sexual found a massive staple in Huey's mouth the other day, <clears throat> um, a staple, like a bracket staple, because mm-hmm. they're just, they're throwing nails around. They're like bent nails all over my, my kitchen. Um, there's dust everywhere. And I found an extinguished cigarette in my house. It was like so bad. So, and then I know that this happens, but he had quoted me two weeks start to finish, which I knew wasn't going to happen. Right. But it, things kept delaying and my confidence in him started to kind of weigh a little bit. And I started to think like, this is just isn't right. So come to find out after I asked enough questions and then asked about a permit and he said, no, we don't have a permit. And then I asked, well, when is the inspector going to come out oh to check the electrical? Oh my God, no way. And he said, I don't have an inspector. I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> so after this started to happen, he said to me, I'm bringing in reinforcements. I'm Uh-oh. bringing in... Tom. Who's Tom? So I want to premise the story. Oh, we Tom, Tom. Is that the guy that you were, we were on the, you were on yeah. the phone with? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know Tom who Tom is. is. Yeah. We love Tom. We love Tom. Um, so snaps for Tom. So Tom comes in and Tom has a very candid conversation with me and he goes, listen, you need to know this contractor you hired. Is a hack. He is a landscape contractor. He has never done anything inside the house. Jeez Louise. Ever. So he has no clue what he's doing. All of this is a disaster. All of this needs to be completely demoed again and redone because there's no way that you can put backsplash on this. None of this is to code. The electrical is not to code. There's no way that, like, I mean, none of this can be done. So I want to, I want to premise this by saying I have four dogs. I can't have a house sitter at my house when I travel because I don't have a sink. I haven't had one in two months. And now I'm being told that all of this has to start over again with more money Irene, I'm not kidding you. When Tom told me that yesterday, I literally stood in my kitchen. I felt like a pain in the left side of my chest. And I was like, this is how I'm going to go. And I don't mean to be like, oh, what woes me? But my mom passed away in 2018. My dad died in 2020. Grandpa died in 2021. 
Like I, I had to be like literally evacuated out of Europe for my birthday in 2020. I like walked out of an abusive relationship, a nine year abusive relationship. And this kitchen was me celebrating me. Yeah. This was my kitchen being like, Hey, like you're a boss, babe. Like you can get whatever appliances you want. You don't have to check in with a man, like whatever, which now of course I check with a lumber sexual. I'm like, what do you think about this? But like, whatever, doesn't matter. But you're not asking him for permission. You're asking for his opinion, which is different. No, I'm just like, do you think this is totally different? Right. Like I literally, this is my kitchen. This is my dream. This is what I want. And I finally earned it. And I have been through the ringer. I feel like, I mean, I know there are people that are experiencing a lot worse, but like I've been through a lot and I just... I really saw this like beautiful Thanksgiving with my family Mm. in this kitchen and making new memories. And it has just been a disaster with this individual. And so I am just like beside myself. Now I I have to take him. uh, We have to, there's going to be a legal challenge of some sort. I don't necessarily know what that is. I don't have time for that, nor do I care. But on the other side of the coin, I want to I want to be very clear. I'm preparing for my amazing yacht trip. And guess what? I have to tell you, this, the lumber bodice matching swimsuit. No way. Do You're we talking about it last How week. Cute. Were they flamingo or were they are they as I, I expected know. that they should be nautical know. themed? He well, he he picks them out. So I, I actually don't know what they are. God. He's, like, to- he's totally going to buy you one of those like little skimpy Brazilian, like right up your butt, <laughs> like the smallest yep, yep. bathing suit ever. He's like, here you go, honey. This one's for you. It's and you're like, like I, I don't know if I can fit my my lady parts. In this. Well, I'll try all of them. I'll fold them in there. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited. Oh, and so we're taking so, a few weeks off you know, after after the end of mm. uh, the month at the month. We're going to take like a few weeks That's off right. to just, you know, do the thing. You're going to do your thing. I, I, I offered to record yes. without you, but it would feel weird. So I'm just not going to do that. I know. I don't, I don't like it when you record without me. So we'll, we'll still be on for a few more weeks, but yeah, yeah when we'll, we'll announce it when we're going to take a little bit of time off just yeah. to, um, A, cool. let me travel to Europe, B, build a kitchen maybe. Um, and snaps oh for goodness. Tom. I'm going to dedicate this episode to Tom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think Tom you, will Tom. listen to it? Do you think Tom... No, Tom doesn't care. Tom doesn't care at all. Tom's so irritated by what my kitchen looks like currently. Well, we we have an episode. We have an episode. Do you know who it is? I was going to offer you a song. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I have an idea of who it probably is, but I, that would just be like a legit guess. Oh, okay. So let me give you a song to solidify okay. what... Um, what your your guess is okay hold on a second okay. here I have, i'm gonna cue it well, up actually, I, you know i yeah it could be one of two okay is my guess i mean it could be one of many we've got we a million do, yeah. episodes could be a repeat could be you know um okay so here we go ready i'm ready let's do it Okay, um, it's the American Idol song. Are we interviewing? Okay, is it the? It is the Chris Cammer. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That's so exciting. Oh I God, love I him. It is. Yes, he is funny. And uh, speaking of ups and downs, I mean, I don't think I've met a more positive person in in light or in spite of like some of the crazy stuff that he mentioned in his episode. I mean, I don't want to give it all away. Um, but, uh, yeah, so here is, 
Here's the episode with our man, Dr. Chris Kammer. And we'll catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. How are you, friend? Hey, girl. Um, I'm good. And let me tell you why I'm so good. Because why? why? Um, do, did you know that I um, started a, my modeling debut a few weeks back? I don't think posting pictures on Instagram is considered modeling. No, no. I don't I'm feel like, actually I feel like your photo shoots with your dogs are cute, <laughs> but I don't really think that that is modeling. No, I was actually in a fashion show. I was asked to be in a fashion show as a model. Oh God. And so in case you're wondering, you're talking to a model. Is it, is it the and twice as nice scrubs fashion show? Yes. But basically what I need you to know about that story is the I'm fact that sure, I'm a model. I'm pretty sure they take any KOL with a decent body <laughs> to be on the twice. I'll as take nice that. Sure. Show. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what I'm really excited about is our guest today was like, I don't know if we call him my co-model, but he and I were the ones that like launched the entire fashion show. Like oh. Deborah was like, and first we have, and then we came out and we had this like whole thing. He was like my modeling partner. So I'm really excited for you to meet my modeling partner today. Are you ready? <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> our modeling partner, Dr. Chris Cammer in the house with us, who has, has, has more <clears throat> things than I can read about all of the amazing yeah. things that he's doing. I mean, yes. we'll dive deep into a little more about the AAOSH, the American Academy of Oral yeah. Systemic Health, which he founded yes. and has been a board member for a, a very long time. A dentist who has attributed to and been named in many uh, publications like he was today, New York Times, Cosmo, um, but there's one specific Cosmo. thing like, isn't that I want to talk about, and, and it is the American Idol, uh, um, yes. It, yes. Uh, yeah, that he did with get, get out the, what was it? Get out the brush. And it was an amazing interview. I want to know what the, what it felt like to be on the other side of that, like seeing Jennifer Lopez on the other side of that panel and finding out more of that. But then, you know, mm -hmm. the most important part is all of the work that you've done now before and after on oral systemic health. And most importantly, educating yeah. physicians, getting physicians and dental hygienists and dentists all kind of on the same page. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Chris Cameron. Well, How's it going, man? Hello, Irene and Katrina. Thank you for having me on your fabulous tooth or dare podcast yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> so excited to have you this is i awesome. just have one question what took you so long to ask me no 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 hey Amen. great to be here this is episode what like 1350 you know what i knew you'd get around to me sooner or later and i'm very patient so thank you for having me <laughs> now talking about co-modeling for for whatever it is you were reading there irene i don't know some stuff i've done whatever but the top of my list is being a co-model with with katrina in the, course, um, naturally. the smiles at seat, twice as yeah. nice fashion show. In fact, I just about turned my back on everything I've done to, to move in that direction. 
You're going to give up your license. No longer going to practice dentistry. Just going to go into scrub modeling. Well, I hope someday you get a chance to be a twice as nice. (laughs) I don't think I ever will. I'm a, I'm a little on the, on the heavier bottom side, so I don't know if the scrubs will fit my booty. I ain't no piece of art. (laughs) I just, you know, does that's not it. I don't think I'm ever going to make that cut. Sorry, it's guys. about spirit. Nope. It's about spirit. It's about spirit. That's right. And that's all. That's all I bring to the table, and so it's okay. So but did, did you good. see? Uh, so, Doctor Cammer, we we were modeling these like smocks, and so we had to wear our own like bottoms. And I was just, oh. I think, in a dress or something. But Doctor Cammer had these like disco pants. Is like the only way I can describe it. Like the they were made of like sequins. On Idol, is it no. the same disco no. outfit you wore on Idol yes, in 2011? Yes. The disco outfit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very same. You know, when you got a pair of pants like that, you hang yeah, on. You to just got to bring them out. <laughs> totally, bring them yeah. Out. He had like the decade. crazy shoes. He had like these like glowing glasses yeah, that he turned on. Oh my show. gosh! Did you ever watch yes. that show? Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah no, I did. But what, but yeah, no, he he was like on point. So we walk down this runway and everybody's like, wow, and just like going crazy. And yeah, it was, it was great. Really, we had an awesome time. It was let's, really fun. And and thank you for getting my modeling career off to a great start, Katrina. Yes, thank you. Same Helper. to you. Yes. Awesome. Let's, <laughs> let's, do a, let's do a blast from the past, Dr. Cameron. Let's go. Yes. Can we call you Chris? Are we, are call, we on please, Chris? Please call me Chris. And, and, and can we please keep talking about modeling? Oh, no, 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 let's move on. We will, move on. we will. We'll move I want on. to know your skincare regime and how you do your hair. Oh, speaking like what's, of which. What is the night before ritual? Because all of us have one. This is, you said skincare regime and I got to jump in because my daughter worked at, um, um, oh gosh, what is it? It's on Michigan Avenue. Starts with an Nordstrom. Nordstrom. She was at the cosmetic oh. counter She for a couple of years at Nordstrom. And um and so she's always coming home and giving me the next things to, to help oh. me with the mess of skin that I have. There you go. And, um, and, but what's funny is God bless her because she, on my, on my bathroom mirror on the inside, if you open the door, there's a list of 15 steps I'm supposed to go through every night. I'm telling you, <laughs> I love you, Maria, but I ain't doing that. <laughs> Maria, come on I, over here. I'll do it, girl. Yeah. Oh, Maria, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take all we'll of those products. Maria, bring it over. <laughs> She's funny because she tells me how much all this stuff is worth. And I'm going, you know, if you don't know or appreciate how much it's worth, you don't care. Don't care. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, oh, I love my funny. Daughter. She's actually, she's amazing. So I am very blessed with some wonderful kids. So, and grandkids, as long as we're talking about it. Did we we talk about grandkids? All right. So Irene, where were we? Because, you know, I'm dangerous that I might move in a direction. Yeah, yeah. He's got to get that last. You're moving moving at light speed. How are you with a lariat? We want to get into it. We want to get back into the the time machine, into the DeLorean okay. mm-hmm. and use our flux right. capacitor Listen, and like, go. let's go back to the future. Ladies, and, you run yeah. this show. It's like Beyonce said, who runs the world? Girls. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies, you are running this world and I'm just going to step out of the way a little bit and let you just take over. <laughs> so, I love when doctors do that. Isn't that great? Let the hygienist take over. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Don't they do it all the time? Yeah, <laughs> no. we try. Okay. We try. Smart, we really do smart try. ones do. Smart dentists do. Tell us about your your uh, your years prior to dentistry. Like, let's go back to like how far back can you remember? Can we go to kindergarten? Wow. Like, can we go to elementary? We can go school? to kindergarten. We Were can go you to a cool um, kid like in preschool? high school. Were you in the band? Um, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, great. Good question. I was not a cool kid in high school. I was, um, but I had my my squad or whatever, you know, my group of, you know, here's the deal. As we started to get older, you know, and I'm talking about grade school to junior high, junior high or middle school or whatever they call it. That's the age when you start taking a more serious look at the ladies. Hello. Oh. And, and so everyone's trying to, you know, you know, get a tuck in the shirt a little and check the hair and make sure you're using all that, um, you know, that pimple cream and all that stuff. And, and so everyone's trying super hard to impress the ladies. And the problem that I had and my group of friends, we didn't really care much about that. Like that wasn't as fun as being as totally bizarre as we all were. So we kind of took prod when the, when the cool girls called us, Oh, you guys are so immature. <laughs> yes, we were. And mm -hmm. we would do anything for a laugh and we kept ourselves entertained for many, many years. And I think that still has stayed with me because my daughter, Maria, the skincare late, you know, one, mm -hmm. she says, dad, I got your whole comedy thing figured out. It's, it's comedy for one. Yeah. It's true because I can keep myself entertained. I don't, you know, it's yeah. like, I just on and on and I'll crack a joke and I'll laugh and laugh. And sometimes <laughs> I can't stop laughing. That's my, my family, they're ready to call the doctor, but it's okay. So anyway, so here I am. So anyway, in answer to your question, Renee, no, I, I honestly, I wasn't one of the cool guys, you know, because I, I matured very late. I think the cool guys were the ones that matured early, got taller, mm -hmm. faster, maybe even, you know, started growing some, you know, had some stubble or who knows what, but anyway, yeah. And because I matured late, everybody else, you know, kind of shot up and they were, you know, there was, there was one kid in eighth grade, it was six feet tall, but I was pretty, pretty dorky, kind of clumsy and not, not a, not a big sport guy. Although I played all the sports, but I was horrible. Uh, <laughs> and swimming became my thing because it's not, you just swim, you know, I mean, you have to like, stay alive, basically yeah, yeah. just like stay afloat and finish. Oh, that was well, one a long thing that's fun to too. One thing that's fun about Chris is that he actually grew up in Wisconsin. So, oh, yeah? uh, and just uh, next door to me in, whoop, did you whoop. grow up in Madison? Yes, Madison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Madison, and still Wisconsin. Live in Madison. I never lived live in Madison, the capital of Wisconsin. So, yeah, we have two Midwesterners here, Irene. Right now, Wisconsin loves you. I'm not sure if that's the word Wisconsin on the street. Wisconsin loves you. <laughs> okay. Well, they haven't kicked me so, out yet. Now, I, you, you mentioned before your dad was a dentist. Yes. So, early on, um, you know, were you in his practice, uh, you know, as a youth, did you spend like the summers, like interning there? Did you like learn how to pour like gypsum items and all yeah. of that? Did you have that kind of foundational, you know, were, were you impressed with dentistry early on because your dad was a dentist? Yeah. Um, I, I knew that the dental office was a fun place to go, go right for that treasure box. Every time you're visiting. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, and Got my first taste of, I believe it was xylitol or erythritol sucker. And I thought those tasted actually pretty good. Um, so, so I was very comfortable in the dental space. It's my dad, after all, he's not going to hurt me unless it was time for spanking. Let's not go. Oh, there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did. So I, I will tell you, let's see. My sister was his dental assistant. 
Um, I worked in the lab actually, but only as the cleanup guy. So once, so summers oh. when school was off and I wasn't doing swim team and all that, I would ride my bike over to the office and, and clean the counters and get all the cement scraped off all wherever it was mm-hmm. flying. And so that was kind of fun. Um, but I honestly, when I decided to go into dentistry, I didn't really know much about dentistry other than my dad did it. And he seemed like a regular good guy. Like, in other words, it wasn't the kind of job that was going to tear his world apart and make him mean and come home and grab the bottle and take a few swigs and then punch a hole in the wall. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's sad, but that kind of a thing happens. And I, my dad brought a joyful spirit to the home. He would, every dinner tables at our house were so funny because my dad was a screaming riot. And, and the reason my mom and dad had such a successful marriage, I believe, is that he could make her laugh. And I have memories at the dinner table where my mother was laughing so hard at my dad. She'd start choking. It's like, dad, stop. <laughs> She's got, she can't catch your breath and she's choking. Um, so, so I oh, thought that being a dentist, if he could come back yeah. and be a normal guy. Oh, and he did. And he did outside activities. He was in theater. He was a softball player. He played third base till he was in his sixties. Wow. And I mean, fast pitch, fast wow. pitch, softball, hard stuff. And, um, yeah. So I was very inspired by my father, but I didn't have really a clue as to what dentistry would bring to my world. I just, I didn't, I just knew it was, you know, I, I didn't think I was smart enough to go pre-med. Like I was okay. My grades are okay. And not to downplay that you can be less smart and go into dentistry, but, but I'm glad I chose dentistry. Um, you know, my father's influence, one thing, but, but he, he did lead a real normal life and he did, it was very full of, of other interests. And, and sometimes I, I see people in the medical world that they don't own their lives. And so the beauty and the freedom of being a dentist and I hope a hygienist and, and, you know, is that you, you, um, you can, you can have a normal life and, and in dentistry, you can, my mother would say, uh, what did she always say? She said, you know, oh, she goes, Chris, you don't want to have someone else be your boss because then you don't really, you know, own your life. And, you know, your father's his mm. own boss and he can take off when he wants to and all that. And I'm thinking like, well, yeah, because, you know, after working at the International House of Pancakes for two years and I was, you know, I was the, the lowly dishwasher and Aww. come out and bust this table. Someone just threw up at it. So, you know, that's the kind of work I was doing. And kind of people and, throw uh, up at and an IHOP. Too many pancakes. Oh man. <laughs> just, too much syrup. It just hits your tummy the wrong syrup. way. <laughs> and it, it might have been a very young child too. But, but we also did serve after after bar hours. So it, oh, but it wasn't sure. one of those sure. situations. But I'm, there were those. Anyway, so yeah, oh. I, I figured it would be best to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. And uh and I and and so I did that and and it was and it was great. That's awesome. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm the best boss of myself. I thought I was a pretty good boss of other people. Like I, mm-hmm. I've always like, you know, everybody knew you don't owe me your life. In other words, I want to support you. It's the American dream. I want to support you, whatever you decide mm-hmm. is next on your journey. And so mm-hmm. I'll still treat you well. I'll still, you know, provide a very fun atmosphere and we'll do this and that. And we'll get a suite for the Fleetwood Mac show and we'll take a bus to the Dells and, and, you know, all these things, a lot of fun things. Um, but you don't owe me your life. Your life is yours. Right. And what's be- what's in your, and I've never, I've always wanted people to pursue their best, what's in their best interest. So that's that anyway. So I was that's great. That's great. And, and I think too, you know, I, I'm sure Irene's listening to this because Irene is her own boss. Um, both of us own companies. And sometimes you lose yeah. sight of that when you are your own boss, that 
Like you, you really are in control if you can take that time off. I think there's been a bit of a pivot. We've certainly seen, and we've interviewed other guests on the podcast that talk about, um, you know, some of the stresses that they've had that they, they, you know, kind of strayed from that living a normal life or having that work-life balance. And one of the things that I think you do so well is you honor that. Like I saw this really beautiful video of you with your grandkids the other day in the pool. It just was like so (laughs) touching, you know, like to, to know that, yes, you can do dentistry and then you can put that dentistry aside. You can, you can, you know, put the drill. Well, you're going to put the drill down, (laughs) put the drill down, which we'll talk about later on, but you know, you know, you can put those things down and you can go and you can be present. And I I think it's um, dentistry. You're absolutely right. Is one of those professions that can't afford that for us. That's, That's a, that's a trained thing though, because there are many people that suffer with the inability to let go of their business. I am one of mm-hmm. those people. I feel like if I am not at the office, if I am not working, if I'm yeah. not managing the practice, yeah. then things are going to fall apart. And it's not, I think that's something that um, perhaps you were blessed to see from your dad, like your dad instilled yeah. those goals and those values into you that made you observe what, a normal type of life is being in dentistry, but there are a lot of people that don't have that, that didn't have someone to look up to that had a normal practice life after the office. Um, well, like and, me. And, I don't, I don't I, have anyone to look up to and I, I work <laughs> 12 hour days. Well, I've, I, so just to be completely transparent, I've been in that space. So, so it's not like that doesn't, I think that's pre-programmed in a lot of us type mm-hmm. A overachiever kind of people. And, um, so I've done that. I, I I joke about it with my kids. Like, you know, we get them all to bed. Like I was working so hard. I couldn't read a book to my kids without falling asleep after three pages, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I've been mm-hmm. in that space. I'm not in that space now. My grandkids will get to the benefit of that, but all my kids will laugh about the times that I, you know, yeah, dad, you know, now I get the dad. Oh yeah. Where are we? Okay. C-spot run. How did you run. get through that? <laughs> Uh, How did yeah, you but, get past that? How did you go from that, from well, not being able to read a few pages to the life that you're living now? I think I had, to, I think I had to, you could call it failure. I think I had, I hmm. built this big, big dental office and I don't really, I don't really consider the word failure as, as what a lot of people would call it. For example, my father said to me once, he said, Chris, I have, I'm going to tell you something about me. I don't want you to think I'm bragging, but I've never had a single failure. Oh, wow, dad. Wow. He goes, yeah, yeah. He's buddy. But then he goes on to say, well, I did have a lot of very amazing learning experiences. (laughs) And it's about (laughs) how you, how you couch it, you know? And so I believe, I, I believe, I don't want to, you know, like I just sit here in front of the two of you feeling like I might be the, I don't know. I feel I'm the most blessed guy. I'm the only guy living in my world. So that's good. But I feel like I've just been the luckiest person, like the luckiest boy in the world, because everything I've done has led me to the next coolest, greater, wonderful thing. And so I'm always fascinated by the world. I'm always got a mind out to do the next thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. And I think at one point in my life, I thought that the thing I had to do was to create this this uh, Taj Mahal of cosmetic dentistry. I had 50 employees. I had seven dentists. I had my marketing crew was four full-time people. That's just marketing. I had a graphic designer, oh. I had a full-time videographer. I had a P a full-time PR person. I mean, I was just going familiar, Irene? crazy. <laughs> and, and, and I don't regret that. I had a riot doing that. I, I built, when I built my Taj Mahal of dentistry, 
um, I had a 50 person auditorium and just holding lectures in there and giving lectures in there led me on paths that helped me to the next idea I had, which was to create American Academy for Oral Systemic Health. I mean, so everything, the, the best advice I could give anybody is like when the bad, bad thing is happening to you, just step back and say, well, how could this be the best thing ever in the world? Now you can't, now that's not always easy to do, but I'm always, I'm looking for that, that, that next miracle, that next step that, okay, this, this was a door that, that led me to this door and now go through that door. And okay. You know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not, I have no complaints. I have no regrets. I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. You know, mm -hmm. I thought I was going to create mm -hmm. the Taj Mahal of dentistry. I didn't. So, so I'm transparent. I'll tell you, I failed and I failed to the, to a very large amount of money number. I don't care day to day. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course I care. Let's not be crazy. It matters, but my day-to-day -day life was still, I still live a beautiful day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. There's much to be thankful for. There's much joy to be had. I look out my windows right now. I see the beautiful sky. I can walk from here to the, out the door with my legs yes. that actually work. I mean, I am so grateful. I am so thankful. I am so blessed that I think that God put me in this space. He says, hammer can handle it. I, th I think, now God, <laughs> just don't test me too hard. Yeah. Okay. I'm not asking for trouble, but I, I, I do. I feel like I just, yeah. ah, I'm, I sit here in awe of this blessed life I've been able to live. And there've been a lot of times when people that were friends of mine look at me from afar, like when my marriage was crumbling, when my business was going under, when the IRS was coming after me, they're going like, I don't, how do you, how do you stay like this? How can you stay yeah. like a mm -hmm. joyful person? And um, I think it's just perseverance. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I keep, and my other little mantra is the best is yet to come. It just yeah. absolutely is. Live it mm -hmm. and it will become real. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm gonna take a break now. <laughs> no, that, that, no, the mindset around that is really important because I think, you know, all too often we get so like transfixed on what's happening right in front of us right now that we don't think this isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And what, what lessons can you pull from this or what, to your point, what trajectory is this situation taking me on? Where, where can I learn and where can I grow from that? Which I think is really exciting. One of the, one of the happiest moments of my life happened like a week or two ago, and it had to do with my grandkids and my, my daughter entrusted me to, to take her, uh, her twins overnight. They're two years old and need to go to a wedding. They're going to take the older though, the four and the six-year-old. So I was going to babysit the twins. And I'm thinking like, I don't know what it took for me to get from being born in Madison, Wisconsin to my mom and dad time, but this is the best moment in time I, I've ever experienced. Hanging out with those mm. two-year-olds, walking yeah. through town, um, going to the park, putting them to bed. I mean, there was just such a peace that came over me for the whole thing. And I, and I, I guess I would say that whatever it took from there to here, I know there's a lot of things and not all of it was pretty. I'm so thankful I got to here. And I probably yeah. had to go through all those things to get to here. It just made me feel like I'd crossed the finish line, you know? And so life is, is, is beautiful. It's not always perfect. It's not always pleasant. And sometimes it's downright horrible. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, you know, I, I love to be an encourager for people to, to help them continue to persevere, stay on the track and just love it. And so you've seen with some of those moments with my grandkids and I, they're precious. And I, yeah. I thank God I'm not an overworking type A person now because when my daughter came home from the hospital with twins, 
And she already had at that time a three-year-old and a five-year. No, wait a minute. She already had a, one was still two and one was still four. Right. Anyway, uh, wow. something like that. Anyway, they were, no, no, it was one and three. Then they turned two and four. Okay. Anyway, very young. Right. I said, how is she going to do this? Well, everybody signs up for a day to come over and help. And then everybody fades away. And I said, I just said, I have to come over here every week. I'm coming over every week from now on. It's my day is going to be Thursday or Friday. And, and to be truthful, I first of all did it out of obligation. I figured I got to be a good helper. I got to be a good father. I got to be a good grandfather. I wasn't mm -hmm. sure how I would do with all of that. But man, the Lord just showed me that that, that was my space. I, I'm very childlike in my brain. I can hang with the, the, the little guys, the two and the four-year-old. And, and, um, and, and, and God knew, I guess that was, that was my blessing. And, I, and now I got to do it. Awesome. I, now I have to have it. So really That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. So let's talk about, I mean, you, you talk about some of the trajectories that happened, you know, going from, you know, having this massive, you know, clinical practice and, you know, certainly taking a lot of the influence of what your father has done. And I know that one of the pieces that your father did, you know, provide a lot of influence on was the establishment of AOSH, the American Academy of Oral Systemic Health. So can you tell us a little bit about where did that come from? Where, you know, how did this get started? And tell us about what AOSH is okay. um, and, and, you know, what your role is within it right now. All right. Well, my, I was inspired by my father who founded the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, the AACD, biggest cosmetic dental organization in the world. And, and I'd watch him go through the uh, struggles of, you know, that organization and the politics and the this and the that. It's a fantastic organization. But my heart went out to my dad. And I said to him, as I would watch him from afar, I go, oh, I, would, I will never do that. I will never start an organization. That's, that's just a lot of gut wrenching, sides formed, wars, you know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're all way past that now, but anyway, but, but I never thought I would do that except that my father showed me it's possible. He showed me that it's something that's doable. You want to start an organization. It can be done and it can start right at your kitchen table and you map out a little strategy, call a few people, whatever. So that made me a believer that I, that I could do it if I wanted to. Now, if I mm -hmm. wanted to, that's the key. I, I, I was out doing lectures for my, my, what I'll call my brand of oral hygiene, which is called gums of steel. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it is, and I would lecture, uh, you know, every once in a while, somebody would invite me to come lecture and, and uh, always had this slide in there because it was one of those things where you, I'm going to become accountable by throwing it out there to the world that someday I'm going to found this organization called the AAOSH, American Academy for Oral Systemic Health, because part of Gums of Steel was you've got to pay attention to the health of the mouth because it's now connected to all these you know, uh, systemic health problems, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, ar arthritis, Alzheimer's, on and on and on. And I think, and I got so mad that this did, this, this practice didn't have a voice. The, this oral systemic connection did not have a voice. So I got, I just, so I put it out there in all my lectures. And then Dan Sindelar, uh, who is uh, one of the, what we call, what I would definitely call it, one of the co-founders of AOSH. There's about three other people that I would like to give credit because you cannot do this stuff alone. Mm. Um, um, he hired, he hired me for a full day to, to lecture to his office. And, and, and it was at the end of the day and uh, we were having a beer and, and there was Dan all excited because he saw that slide 
And he, and, you know, and remember, mm-hmm. I wasn't about to go starting the academy just yet, right? It's like, just going to keep putting it out there. Maybe someday I'll get around to it, right? He was like an excited child in a candy store going, oh, when we get this academy going, it's going to be great. And I can see it doing this and I can see it doing And I'm sitting back and I'm leaning back and I'm going, oh, my God, he thinks it's like really going to be it's like it's really going to happen. (laughs) So when I left that day with Dan, I decided I didn't want to let him down (laughs) because he was because he believed in it. You know, it's like we all need someone to believe in us. Mm-hmm. And and I am honored mm-hmm. to call Dan Sindelar a co-founder of AOSH because he kind of lit my fuse. He yeah. so was so excited about it. I was almost like tired of flashing the screen on uh, the slide up and talking about it, thinking I'll get around to that. Because, you know, we're all too busy, right, to do the things we sure. would like to do. We're too busy. But he really had an impact. I mean, I said, I can't let my buddy down. I got to do this. So I dove deep into all my email lists and, and, and I started sending out emails and I said, we're going to have a founding meeting in Madison, Wisconsin, and here's what it is. And, um, uh, and so, uh, so that's, that's how it, um, um, started. And, and we, then we had a meeting about 50 people showed up in Madison, Wisconsin, my hometown. And we started, we started AOSH. What, what was the premise behind it? What, what, uh, in ignited aside from your dad starting? That's a great question. It's, it, it, it goes back to my whole, why did I even do some, why did I even start a hygiene program called gums of steel? Yeah. Because we were so in the cosmetic dental space, my father and myself, my father, you know, in the lead and doing all this. And, and, and I kept noticing we could make beautiful teeth, just beautiful teeth, but I'll be darned those gums. Why do they keep bleeding? It's just the, it's the elephant in the room. It's the thing that's not going away. Where is the system? I got, I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I'm done. I'm done with bleeding gums. And I thought there's gotta be somebody out there in the world that has this covered, that's figured it out because this is not tolerable. This is not good. And so I, um, I called uh, Woody Oaks, who, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the profitable dentist. Now it's called excellence in dentistry, I think. And there used to be two guys, Woody Oaks and Travis McPhee were partners in that. And, and, um, and Travis invited me to speak to one of their excellence in dentistry meetings. And, and so I, I knew Travis, I didn't really know Woody that as, as well, but he, he would call me out of the blue every once in a while. And anyway, so I called him and I said, Woody, here's what I want to do. And he said, you need to talk to Ron Sheftor. So Ron Sheftor was already testing people for C-reactive protein with all the equipment in his office. Like he built wow. a little lab. He was CLIA, uh, CLIA, is it CLIA certified to, yep. to take blood and test it in his own office. And so when I met Ron Sheftor and he was totally on top of the oral systemic thing, definitely one of my mentors. And, and I said, Ron, I've got this office, this really cool auditorium. We need to teach other dentists about this oral systemic connection. Can you come up and can you bring your testing equipment and can we test the participants? I thought this will help people oh. really hammer the point home if they can, if we can test their um, blood on the spot and, and find out if their bodies are quietly on fire is how I call it. Anyway, so we did C-reactive protein tests. I would say it's the first lecture or pr- presentation ever on the history of the planet where we were taking C-reactive protein, uh, you know, tests in, in my office. And, and it was through that that I met Mike Milligan who um, was a, also very progressive. I mean, I just started hanging out with these ultra pro- progressive guys. And then when, when we'd get done with a lecture or then 
Mike Milligan uh, was the one that turned me on to the biophotonic scanner, which which takes that um, mm-hmm. laser beam and it reads what kind of antioxidant uptake. You know, just mm-hmm. I just thrived off how cool dentistry could be and how important it could be to people's lives. Well, Mike and 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 Ron Schefter and I would be hanging out after a number of lectures we had done together. And, and we kept talking about what, you know, what really needs to happen. We really need to start this organization. I mean, it was, so that's the earliest, earliest discussion of it. And then I moved from that to, to putting it in my slide and all that. So I forgot the question. <laughs> what? So I, no, it was just the evolution of like why you that decided was to. Out of, it was out of an excitement, yeah. out of, an, of a passion. Like I, I didn't go to, I probably became a dentist for two reasons. Number one, it's not life and death. See, that's what I thought. I'm going, ah, you know, it's just teeth. It's, you know, it's, you can kind of just be casual about it. Whereas if you go into medicine, that's life and death. I didn't think I had a heart or a stomach or the, the guts to do that. So, yeah. but the longer I've been in dentistry and for the, the foolishness that I thought that it's not life and death, it's becoming more and more life and death all the time, dentistry. And that drove mm-hmm. me. That made me want to get out and wake up the world to this connection and what a gift to dentistry. It's like dentists, we're, we're be, we go beyond the teeth, beyond the gums. It's the whole body we're impacting. And isn't that exciting? And, and, and I, I came out of an era where gums were just annoying. It's like they bleed, but so what? Floss more, you know, get out of here, floss more. Or, <laughs> or, and, and a visit to the hygiene department was like an annoyance. It's like, oh, I guess I got to do that. It was like a necessary evil. So, and, and, and a lot of dentists didn't even like their hygienists because I guess I got to have a hygienist because, you know, people need their teeth cleaned, whatever, but they'd rather be doing the root canals and the crowns and the TMJ and the cosmetics, you know? So there was a, just a very lack of respect for the hygienist. And yet I put those hygienists on the front lines of this battle to save people's lives and to add years to their lives and quality to their lives. So I hold hygienists in the highest regard. And I'll be proud to say that AOSH is a large part hygienists. When we yes. have our um, Hot Topics event, um, it's mostly hygienists in the room. So mm-hmm. I've always respected, loved, appreciated the hygienists out there doing the, you know, on the front line of this battle. Katrina, this sounds like we need That's, to do our joint lecture here. I'm just, I'm just throwing know, it out there yeah. that Katrina and I <laughs> have a joint lecture on Perio. I'm just saying that, mm-hmm. you know, if the invitation yeah, we ever came, we would, we would accept it. I have a question. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the holistic services guide and holistic dentistry and how AOSH and holistic dentistry uh, have aligned. And what does that mean? Because I guess... In the dental world, there are two uh, divided schools of thought. There are the, I am a holistic dentist, I practice holistically. And then there are the, there is no such thing as a holistic dentist. We're going to say it out loud because people have said it. Um, How do you feel about statements like that? And how does AOSH contribute to someone practicing holistically? What does that mean to practice holistically? Wow. Well, you're, well, you're asking someone. Loaded, loaded question. Kind of a loaded question. (laughs) But I, but I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I, I almost kind of, there's certain aspects about that label that I don't care so much about. Because mm-hmm. right now, to me, the hottest thing going in dentistry is SDF, silver diamine yes. fluoride. And, and, and a lot of the holistic people, well, I've, I've run into some trouble in this space that we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a minute, using the SDF. And people don't want to have any fluoride right. used mm-hmm. on them. And I can respect that. But, but 
this is a groundbreaker. This is a paradigm shifting, you know, uh, time we're in right now, which, which leads us to healing tooth decay as opposed to drilling it out. And silver diamine fluoride is, a, is one of the key ingredients in the medical management of caries, not the mechanical management. You know what the mechanical management of caries mm-hmm. is, Drilling right? it out and filling Drill. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> as a, you know, okay. So, so I walk, you know what? I want to serve both parties. You tell me, I'm like Burger King. I want you to have it your way. And I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to convince you to be, and I've always had to walk that line between the fluoride people and the non-fluoride people. I love them both. I'm just Mm -hmm. here to help you in whatever way we can, you know, I can uh, serve you. And if you're saying, I don't want any fluoride, Dr. Cameron, I can do that. I can definitely do Mm -hmm. that. And, um, and if I don't want, you know, uh, if I don't want the SDF, well, I can use silver nitrate and there are things that I can use iodine, the power of iodine and silver nitrate and probiotic and xylitol, you know, <laughs> the studies aren't out there, but I'd be surprised if that isn't just as good as everything else that we're using, like the SDF and the glass ionomer cement. So it's a, it's a very beautiful uh, uh, healing world coming to dentistry. And I feel that the, you know, for everything I've done, remember when I said, like, I'm so glad I got to this point in my career. I feel like this is what I've been, that this is what I was meant to do. And if you yeah. call it, you know, it could be a lightning rod or be a, um, I call myself a rebel hero caregiver. Now, mm. you know, you know, Michael Jackson, what did he call himself? The king of pop, right? So you got to mm-hmm. sort of give yourself the name and you live into it, right? Sure. <laughs> so so sure. God bless you, Michael. So that was, you know, so I, I borrow that from <laughs> Michael. Rest Jackson. in peace. RIP, Michael. Rest in peace, friend. Have fun with life. Don't take yourself yeah. too damn seriously. I do not. Like, you know, comedy for one, like I can entertain myself. I don't, you know, and, and I've never been the cool guy or, or felt that I needed to be the most popular person in the room. Uh, so, so life is, I am thankful every day. Um, my, my, I, uh, my daily prayer involves all of these things that I'm just so thankful for the life I've been given. And that every day, you know, the, is a blessed miracle. And I'm excited today for what great things are to come. And I don't even know what they are, but, you know, I am so ADD. As I hear myself talk, I'm like all over the map. Wait, where were we? <laughs> Hold on a second. Katrina and I do that all the time. What was the question? Wait, what? I'm a dangerous <laughs> stream of thought. Where are, where are we? Where are we? I, lo- no, I, love and, that. And I love that very much. Sorry to interrupt, Katrina. I love that very much because prior to opening my own practice, I worked in a holistic practice. And uh, and th- and that was the case very much. It wasn't so much that we were pro or against one thing or the other. It was we were very much pro choices um, and, yeah. and offering a variety of solutions and informing the patients on the science and research that goes with either way. And, you know, in the holistic world, sometimes you can try a more holistic remedy or option, and perhaps that just might not work. The disease has gone too far. We need something a little bit stronger. We need a variety of therapies. So like sometimes you do end up going back to the SDF or you, you but you you have the other options to be able to kind of mitigate um, yeah. jumping to one or the other. So it's I, I, I encourage uh, hygienists and dentists and whomever is listening to this, you know, like don't don't knock something if you don't do it. And that's one thing is I had a a, a patient that came to me that went to a different practice and, you know, wanted a a holistic approach and came to our office and told us that this other person, uh, you know, 
knocked all of the things or said that, you know, this doesn't exist and this is terrible and this is whatever. Um, but most of the time that happens when someone just doesn't know enough about the item and they get very defensive, right? They put their backs up. And so I think conversation and learning is your best, is your best bet. And we want to be professional, right? We need to be professional with one another, especially when referring someone from one office to the next, because it's a small world. Is it a small world there in Wisconsin? Like every dentist knows every dentist. I mean, we live in a big city here, Mm -hmm. but every person, I mean, you hear or know someone that worked in an office with someone else. So a very unique thing about people in general is that we all have this a way of how we define ourselves. And so we hold on to that so tightly that if some philosophy or somebody comes in and wants to shake the foundation of my belief system, we get very upset rather mm-hmm. than having an open mind. Um, you know, and I'm, I've never been a, Hey, it's my way or the highway. Now, some people can practice well in that space. Like some people know that the best I can do for you is this, this is, so it's my way or the highway, but I just, I'm just here to serve. So whatever we, I'll give you a good example. I'm here to serve. I, I would uh, volunteer at, the, uh, um, at the, the charity clinic in town once a month for half a day. And, or maybe it was a full day. I don't even remember. But anyway, but the point was, the point was they would tell me at the charity clinic about some of the struggles they'd had with some of the dentist volunteers. Because the dentist volunteers, many of them define themselves. If I've got 15 minutes with you, I better damn well do a filling because that's how I value what I am. I'm a dentist. I do fillings or I whatever, right? And yet I would sometimes spend my 15 minutes or 30 minutes or sometimes even an hour just hearing the patient. They need to tell their story. They need to feel valued. Now, someone would look at me and go, well, camera, you really didn't. What a waste of time. You didn't. The person needed a filling. You didn't just dive in there and get it done. You're right. I didn't. But maybe they'll get Mm -hmm. it done the next time. But this person needed to be listened to. And I, I am one who feels that the value of what I bring to the to the party isn't necessarily my my dental skill, my my ability mm-hmm. with a with my handpiece or the medicines I use. It's sometimes it's something else. So so um, that's you know that's it. Uh, so back to the holistic talk. It's like I, I don't have to. I want to serve people in the way that they feel comfortable or how they've defined themselves. I'm not here to shake up their belief system. I want to contribute to it. And unless, you know, unless they say, well, I've been doc, I've been eating a lot of these gummy worms and I think they're helping my teeth. And I, that I might, <laughs> I might jump in there a little bit, but, but, uh, but yeah. Great. That's great. I love it. And, and truly, I want to, I want to just celebrate you and the things that you're doing because what you've done in building out AOSH and creating all these new ideas is you've created an opportunity for other dentists to see a, the, the role that hygienists can play in being a part of this and being frontline workers, but B, the fact that dentistry is more than just what, how, what am I going to drill today? What, what, uh, you know, vitality am I going to remove from my patient's tooth? And so, uh, you do such a beautiful job of that and, and you're creating that culture change, that shift that, um, that I think we've needed to see in dentistry for a long time. And now more than ever with this global health crisis, certainly creating an impetus for us to see dentistry differently, understanding that our role can be a part of this. Um, and it's, it's forcing people to look at it in a different way. Um, you also, uh, speak on some provocative topics. The last program that I saw you deliver was on, um, the use of CBD, uh, in dentistry and you know, how, how that can be a part of it. So I, I love that you're doing that because when people think oral systemic, 
they think, oh, he's going to just do lectures about cardiovascular. He's going to do lectures about diabetes. And there's more to it than that. It's very complex. And you kind of move across that spectrum of all the different ways that we can, you know, look at the mouth as the portal to the rest of the body and look at the inflammatory process and all the things that we have to manage within it as something that we have a responsibility in. So, uh, you know, truly kudos to you. And, and I want to celebrate you and, and thank you for being such a pioneer. Well, thank um, you. But isn't that exciting that though? Isn't that yes. exciting how we're yes. in charge of the mouth and it impacts the whole darn body? You think yeah. that, that, that the medical community would start with, you know, like, well, you know, you better make sure that you're seeing a dentist and getting clear on all that. Of course, that was always my fear about about, you know, um, if people, if the doctors start sending their patients to the dentist and they go, yeah, they're good. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. We tell them to floss yeah. every time and they still yeah. bleeding, you know, but they don't dive what, down deep and get it under control. The, the, what do you think the, uh, where do you think the gap is? I mean, you've spoken to many healthcare professionals. It's a big world you've devoted, out there. Irene. You've devoted your, your, a, <laughs> yeah. a good chunk of your career to it. Where do you think the gap lies between medicine and dentistry? Uh, we're all too busy. We're yeah. all too busy. The medical community would love to, I think they would probably believe in a lot of this science, but, but they're too busy. Um, and dentists, I think are too busy doing their root canals and their, their, you know, uh, TMJ and cosmetic, whatever, all of that. It's all good stuff. But mm -hmm. I, but I, so what I'm trying to do, and I, I thank you for asking that because as long as I've been in this space, I kind of thought, the only way to, maybe the best way uh, to, to, to make this connection is to turn your back on all the usual things of dentistry, create a brand new lane. We're born healthy. Let's stay healthy. How do we, what lane would that look like in dentistry? Rather than waiting for people to have a cavity and then fill it or and then that filling break and, you know, then get a larger filling and then a crown and a root canal and an implant, whatever. Okay. But is it possible to start out in a lane where people don't have to go down that path of, restorative care, repair and replace, um, larger fillings, bigger cracks, uh, you know, systemic problems. So, so I thought my dream is that I create this new lane, this new practice with no drill. I'm just healing. I'm halting decay, healing decay, and, and looking for systemic clues for what's going on with the rest of the body. And so I have the time to do that. I'm not rushed. I schedule all my pay. You can't call in. I don't have one of those practices where you can just go online and just pick a slot. There's a little discussion I got to have with you before you enter into this world. Cause I don't want the wrong people coming. I, I want there to be a clear idea of what I do. And that way I don't have to have, you know, every phone call be a half an hour discussion with the, uh, the receptionist or, or people show up on my doorstep and then I got to explain it all over again. Like I'm trying to raise their IQ a little bit before they enter. So you might say there's kind of a funnel here to, and, and most people say, no, we take all patients like, well, I'm trying to do this differently. And, and so when I bring someone like? in, what does that what mean? What does it look like? If I, if I wanted to come and see you, what, what would that look like? How, how you'd probably, hi. yeah, you might go to my website called the drill is Okay. You'd page through it and it says right at the top, it says, learn more. I prepared a, um, probably it's too long, but it's about a 20, 25 minute power narrated PowerPoint on what I'm doing. I'd rather have someone come in and know all of this. And, and, and when people say, yeah, I saw your videos. Great. You know, I, I, I want this. Great. Those are my people. 
Um, and so it's, it's going to take some time to shift. You just can't automatically have people be comfortable in this space without understanding why I'm doing it. So, so this, I don't have the busiest practice in the world right now, but the beauty of that is I have the peace and freedom to schedule people when I want to see them. And, uh, and I don't have a, a crazy big book schedule. I, I, you know, I can see a couple people a day. If, if I need Thursday afternoon off, I won't schedule anybody there, but I got to make sure that when people come into this space, they know what we're doing. Cause I can't, mm. I don't want, I want to, I want to, um, I want to spend my time going deeper down into their systemic. I had a patient come in here. We spoke an hour. She came in for an exam. We spoke an hour uh, of only on her medical history. And she left that day without an exam. That's the kind of, that's the kind of fulfilling relationship that I want to have with patients. Now, does that make good financial sense? Well, maybe you could say that doesn't, but, but the point of what I'm doing also is that I understand that no one's going to embrace my model till I show them this can be a million yeah. dollar practice. And, and I'm yeah. using a million dollars in air quotes, meaning mm. that if you owned a million dollar practice, you might take home 30, 25, 30% of it. You know I mean? It's like, there's a lot of overhead in dentistry. There's a sure. crazy industry. My practice has almost zero overhead. I mean, it's so close to zero. I just want you to just try that on for size because I don't have Suction. I don't have air. I don't have plumbing. I don't need any of those things. This Wait, is the mind. What? Board. Seriously? I know. I know. You don't yes. cut a tooth. You won't cut a tooth at all. No, I have no drill. I have no drills. I have no rotary equipment. I have no pressurized air. I have also have in the time of pandemic, no aerosol in this place, even though I do have air purifiers and ozonators and everything to make it super healthy anyway. Um, because my mind is blown. Because I, my mind is blown. It's time to heal diseased tooth structure. What does the doctor do? You got a strep throat, Irene. What's the doctor going to do? Go cut your throat out? No. They're going to give you some medicine, an antibiotic to heal your infected throat. Why don't we use that on teeth? Did you know we can use an antibiotic, a topical antibiotic on tooth decay to kill the bacteria that's that's involved in tooth decay to very deep levels, so deep, in fact, that the ADA has recommended using SDF for advanced decay where you don't want, you know, for non-restorable um, uh, actions. And I think that the world would prefer to non-restore over restore, you know, I mean, like, you know, the less surgery, the better. So if you can heal the decay and, and you can do it with the silver diamine fluoride, and then the, and then the fluoride deposits as the, as the silver dives down and it goes deeper and deeper into the decay. It doesn't stop. It's like ozone. You can use ozone, but it stops at a certain level. And I've been, I've been involved in, in, in creative ways of killing tooth decay bacteria for 20 years, over 20 years. And that's how I got all my kids to the age of 18 with no, with no caries. And there are four wonderful, amazing uh, adopted children that have no, you know, genetic connection to me. And all of their diets sometimes were really horrible. But whenever there was the beginning of a, of a cavity, I would get out the ozone. But anyway, but so the SDF, I think, uh, is better, I think, from all my research and readings and using it myself, uh, the SDF is, is a game changer. And I love ozone. And I have some patients where I'll do the ozone and then I'll do the SDF and then I'll put on the glass ionomer cement and then I'll send them home with the probiotics and the xylitol and I'll paint everything with iodine and then do a fluoride. I mean, there's so much you can do in this space. It's creative. It's exciting. It's fulfilling. 
And so my point, Irene, was that I, to show that you can make, that this could be a million dollar practice, I only have to generate, a, you know, like 30% of what a million dollar practice would, because I don't have any overhead. Yes, there is some. This is a model that, a, that, that a, a, an individual dentist could do. Progressive hygienists of the world, like, like Irene and Katrina, this is what I would want for you in your world, that you could be independent enough and you could be delivering this kind of care. You know, you can already do this. It is considered preventive care, even though you could put in, these are like long-term restorations that can last a long time. Um, but uh, it's a healing space. It's a beautiful space. It is, that's my goal. That's my dream. This is what I want for the, the dental world. If I, you know, when my time in dentistry is over. <laughs> yeah, the only, the only problem with a hygienist doing that is that we here, at least in my province, I'm in Canada, um, we're not able to diagnose decay. So yeah, we can't although, yeah, I, I, although, and we, we can't take a radiograph. So although... Uh, like theoretically under the order of a dentist, you know, we could do SDF, but the problem is we wouldn't be able to market it to people to say drill free carries no. prevention. Well, sure. Um, yeah, you can. Cause you got, you got your, you got your diagnoser right on your cell phone. You take a picture of it and you should even, you know, and, and describe it. And, and uh, you know, uh, I've done this for hygienists that are working um, in nursing homes They'll send me a picture of what they're seeing. I'll say, yeah, put SDF yeah, on Dentistry. I'm sure, recommending right. that right away, especially in situations. What a godsend this is for, for people living in nursing homes. What is, that was always one of the challenges and heartbreakers of being a dentist. That at some point, we put all these crowns on people's teeth. And at some point, they're gonna, the, the gingival third decay is going to be hard for uh, an older person to manage. Right. And, and these teeth are going to just fall off one by one. Unless we get in there with a hygienist or even a, 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 a trained assistant and start putting this medicine along the gum line to reinforce and strengthen those areas. And I'm telling you, I go in and do this now into the nursing homes. Hmm. Uh, so this is just, the, I mean, you know what? We can always cool. find roadblocks, but let's just work around mm -hmm. them. Let's leap over them. I let's hurdle it. those suckers. And that's, and that's paving a new road is what it is. Yeah. It's literally paving something different, looking at what we have and making it different. Just mm -hmm. we go out I mean, if we find a way to make it happen, just, you know, try to be unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. You know, who's going to want to get in your way? You know, you, the person that tries to get in your way of, of delivering that kind of loving, caring, health related um, sa saving of teeth in a nursing home situation with a, with an FDA approved as safe medicine, come on. Uh, it's yeah. only right. And, and right. has got to win sooner or later. You know, mm -hmm. I'd I hate to that. be the person coming at, you know, it's like, come at me, bro. It's like, I'm always open for discussion. <laughs> You're you waiting. Think, you want to stop this? Come at me, bro. Listen, I will tell you ladies, I am not the smartest person in the room, but I know smart people. So, you know, <laughs> I feel They'll like I feel like we me. just got I the title it. to our episode. It's come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to cut our, our chat short, but we were approaching the end of our time. But His I do want to talk about one last thing. Oh, okay. okay. American Idol. Tell us American about Idol. American Idol, why you went to American Idol, and how did you feel when they didn't appreciate your toothbrush performance? 
what happened? Yeah, they missed out big time because I was going to hand out. Sure did. I was going to hand out lighted toothbrushes to the whole crowd, to everybody so in the arena. Give us a narrative. Give us a narrative right. about leading up quick, to it. Quick, quick story. I had so story. much fun. I'm not a TV guy. I pick one show or two and watch and would watch that with my kids. American Idol happened to be one of those. And, and as, and all of a sudden we heard that American Idol's coming to Milwaukee and I, we're in Madison. So we're just like an hour and a half away. And we think, so everyone's all excited about trying out. I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll take you guys. And, you know, and in the back of my mind, I'm going, oh, maybe I'll try out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as the, as the uh, date for going to Milwaukee approached, um, my kids all backed down. And yet in my mind, I was selling myself on my thing the whole time going, yeah, Chris, are you going to do this? And then you're going to sing that and you're going to bring the big toothbrush and they're going to hand out all these glowing toothbrushes. And anyway, and I like I had, I was so ready. And then, so I was a little bit disheartened when they said they, they weren't going. And I said, so, I'm, and I said, I'm going anyway. So I did drove down there uh, on a, on a, a weeknight there, you had to sign up before you could go into the arena, you know, before the day where 10,000 people show up and they all audition one by one. So first you have to go and sign up on the night before, or maybe it was two nights before, I don't remember, but, and I'm signing up and the, and the young lady, the intern that was taking my application, she looks at me and she goes, um, sir, I'm sorry. There is a, there's an age cutoff for American That's Idol. What I yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's 28 and, uh, or maybe it's 26. I don't know. And I said, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not going to win it or anything. You know, it's like, I'm just, you know, kind of just doing this for fun. I'm one of your like, novelty kind of candidates. Yeah, that's right, sir. Well, thanks. But, but you, 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 you can't do it. And I wouldn't take no for an answer. So I said, well, wait, what about pants on the ground guy or all these other, you know, they have their novelty candidates. I knew that for a fact. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, I'm not taking no for an answer. So she kind of understood that. So she leans back and she goes, she goes, um, chick, the big bruising uh, bouncer guy's name was chick. Um, chick, can you come up here a minute and help this guy? Cause chick was like big and like, what the problem? You know, he didn't want to take any mess. And, um, and I said, Oh, Oh yeah. Well, I, I said, um, Oh, I was just wanting to audition and I, I, I'm a dentist and I got a little song about, you know, you know, toothbrushing and he goes, Oh, you, Oh, you got a song. And he goes, start singing. And you know, when Chick tells you to start you singing, for you chick. start oh, singing. Oh, I had to audition for Chick. And when he's, and this guy was big, it's like, I wasn't going to like, not about to <laughs> run away. So, so I had my moment. First of all, everyone's very nervous in this. You got to imagine everyone's filling out their paperwork and signing yeah. up and coming in for the big mm -hmm. day to get their ticket to go in. And all. so it's very quiet in the room and people, there's nerves and everyone's hoping they'll be the next big American Idol. Chick just told me to sing. I'm thinking like, I'm looking at everybody going, okay, well, you ready for this chick? Because I'm in my mind, I'm going like, camera, you got to bring it like you're on the front stage of a Broadway production. And I just <laughs> laid it out there. And I said, get out the brush, get out the brush, everybody. It's time to brush because you're about to lose your teeth up in here, up in here. <laughs> Started out with gum disease up in here, up in here, drops a body to its knees up in here, up in here. So we got to get you a toothbrush. Rays of sunshine will appear and chase the dark clouds away. So I went, anyway, so Chick went from this really gruff, mean, big bouncer guy. This smile started coming over his face and he got it. Okay. And, and he reached into his pocket and he said, he said, Okay, when you come in audition, before you enter the arena, I want you to call me and I'm going to meet you at the front door. I'm going to put you right in front of a producer. And I'm thinking like, whoa, 
that's a little wow. secret. I'm not sure if American Idol is as big on their novelty candidates anymore. They, yeah. um, their format's a little different, but, but anyway, so when I got there, not only did he like, I mean, I got a, a free pass to the, to the producer. So I didn't have to wait all day long to do my audition. He put a video crew on me. In other words, every move I made was videoed. And you can bet everybody loved the guy in the silver suit with the giant toothbrush. Oh, yeah. And people were coming up to me, taking pictures. And we were using it as a limbo stick. And I was twirling it on my hand, you know, just everything you could imagine. And I'm thinking like, I'm probably going to get on American Idol. I don't think they're wasting this video crew. <laughs> no, no, they're and, definitely not. And so, and so the, the secret is that, yeah, you, you, you do, you got to do your audition. Oh, people, they were interviewing people coming out and they were all talking about the, you know, cause when you go through, everybody knows it. Cause you got your little ticket to get to yeah, the next yeah. audition. But there were these lots of disgruntled people that probably had a good voice. And they go, I don't get what as American Idol thing is just a mess. It's like, dude, you got a, some dude with a jacked up costume and a giant toothbrush got a pass. And I didn't get a pass. And people were like, you know, some people not upset about that. Yeah. So that, that's showbiz. Sorry. But anyway, um, yeah, then I went to. So then I did the first audition and they said, yeah, you, OK, good. You know, oh, they said they said everybody has to leave. And, you're, you know, we said they, they thank you for coming to American Idol and you're, this is the end of your American Idol journey. This was on the, on the floor of the arena, the 10,000 seat arena. And they said, so it's time for all of you to go and you can all go out that door except for this guy. <laughs> so, and that this guy was me. Oh, wow. So, so I went through a different door where I yeah. filled out maybe 10 pages of paperwork. I'm no pretty way. sure I signed my life away. Anything that I ever do, American <laughs> You're Idol owns it. probably not allowed to talk about it right now. I'm probably not <laughs> I'm even, I, I can't share all these secrets. I'm an NDA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh my gosh. After 10 pages of that, I had such a headache. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you when you see people on the show, if they're in front of the judges, they've already gone through a number of auditions. Yeah. Anyway, so so that that's my American Idol story. I mean, I, I Did you get I to meet any the of world. the judges? The beauty of my American Idol, you know, performance in front of the judges is that that really happened through the magic of television. So that's I did what not I thought. Meet, I did not meet any of the judges. Um, they they filmed hmm. me. What well, I was about my third or fourth audition, and I was on a soundstage with the producers. Yeah. I think they thought they could just use my footage and splice it together, and they'd have to waste me <laughs> in front of the real judges. You know. No but, no, no. So I. But the cool thing was when That's I watched so the show, I, I, I had no idea they were going to do that. No and so way. there I am. And now everybody's asking, oh, what's Jeff? What's J-Lo like? Right. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> J-Lo. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I don't know, really. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, That's oh, hilarious. It was, it was fun. Oh, my gosh, cool. people. Just, you know, don't take no for an answer. Uh, yeah. Go have fun in the world. And that's all I really did. A lot of dentists didn't understand. It felt like that I'm making fun of dentistry or I'm making dentists look like fools. It's like, you know what? It, you wow. know, my song really had an oral systemic message. I don't care what anybody thinks anyway, but it, but I did come there with an oral systemic message. But I think sometimes people have to come through that door that says entertainment to even get the mm -hmm. message. So I, I'm so comfortable with, you know, yeah. people that, that want to get cranky about that. I'm sorry. I wish you had a happier life. Because yeah. there's so much joy to Mike drop. in the world. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um, but, um, Boom. Right. I mean, it's, well, it's just well, so true. Thank you for sharing your stories and your motivation with us. Yeah. I, I, I found your story to be kind of touching close to home. So thank you for being so well, open and sharing about oh your gosh. past with us. We appreciate and, and, it. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And Irene and Katrina, listen, I, I've, 
you know, you have guests on your show, so they tend to dominate the show. Sorry, but you two are so fascinating. I want to, I want to just, you know, I, you know what? You guys can come over on the uh, AOSH podcast. It's called Time to Live. Or it's oh. actually going to have a new name, but uh, we're going to be on, I think, what platform are you on? Are you on the, um, we're on all of the them. Big, we're on all of them. You're on all we're of them. Okay. So, yeah. so let's, let's <laughs> do this again. And, sure. and then I'd love to we talk to you both with my co-host, Michelle Hudson, who's a fabulous hygienist. I love Michelle. Well. I love Michelle. Isn't she amazing? How yeah, can you not love Michelle? Great. She Thank just you. exudes sunshine and love. And um, yeah. 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 So she's yeah, amazing. Let's do so it. Great. Oh, well, so uh, you thank guys. you so much. And um, we're not quite done yet. Katrina, is it time? Okay. Is it, it is, the, is time. Is it that time? Do, do you know what time it is, Dr. Cameron? It's the, the, the fast five. Time for the fast yep. five questions. Close, <laughs> close. So, close. so we're, we're, we're called the Tooth or Dare podcast for a reason. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. The, you know, I the, have no secrets, so you can't, you know, this, <laughs> so you can ask me anything. So it's going to be a dare. every episode, Katrina and I do a, a rock, paper, scissors, and the loser goes up against you. You can decide whether you choose uh, to accept or dish out a tooth or a dare. So while you think about that. To you, I, to you all. Whomever the loser is. You can either dish or accept. Or accept. So you can give a, a dare so we'll, or you can we're accept We're going to rock, one. paper, scissors, oh. and then you'll go up against okay. and I'll, I'll prompt you. <laughs> So in the meantime, the rest of you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genus. You can follow Dr. Cammer at Dr. Chris K. And of course, make sure that you follow uh, his uh, or go to his, his page, thedrillsgone.com. And go to also the drill is gone. I'm on Facebook. Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll link all of that stuff in the Be in my the Facebook friend below. too. I would love to. Yeah, find him on Facebook. Facebook. Chris Cameron on Let's Facebook. Do it. You got it. Then you can okay. see my grandkids. <laughs> all right so now ready girl so now, katrina, katrina right, now and i are gonna, gonna do this ready so we, we're gonna right, do right. we're gonna do it ready rock rock paper, paper scissors, scissors. Shoot. shoot you beat me i lost okay. so you Jack. and i sir would you like to accept or dish so i'll i'll take a dare if you do a dare Whatever. then you you have to get someone to film you and you have to put it up mm. on instagram or on facebook within seven days of the episode airing oh, piece of cake piece Jack. of cake okay i know what to do I'm going to dare you to put on your outfit right. from American Idol and okay. do your dance and do your song and record it and tag okay. us in it. And I'll share it to my Instagram. Oh, just, I mean, just oh, do yeah. it anywhere. Just do it anywhere. anywhere. You want. Yeah. Anywhere. Okay. Anywhere. Okay. Do it somewhere. Okay. Do it somewhere crazy, like in the middle of a street or something. Yeah. I yeah. would probably like to do it in a street somewhere um, <laughs> in, in a crowd of people. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere, anywhere at all. So I mean, we'll why waste you know, it? Why, why, why right? Yeah, you could do it like a, a one man flash mob. Like you're just yeah, like, yeah. And I'll just say nobody fashion. else showed up. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Summerfest. You know, I applied to be Mr. Oh. Summerfest. It wasn't even a position what? that was real. It wasn't was even a position say, that was real. real I just, I know that's why, but I, I, I saw in my mind that one guy could be Mr. Summerfest. And you people will take pictures with you and you just you get to show up Would on you stage. Have a big you get to smile thing. Introduce bands. I know mm -hmm. I'm just a regular guy, you know, and I'd be sharing a beer with people and stuff. And, What's summer you know, fest? Just, what is this magical place? Oh my oh. gosh. It's, it's the world's the biggest, largest music festival. Yeah, it's the world's largest music festival. It happens in Milwaukee every summer. Because I just Googled it. I Googled what is the world's biggest music festival? And there's a list, a top 10 list. And the first one, I think it's in German. Um, uh, yeah, it's in German. How many um, days is it, and how many people? Summerfest is third. Yeah, because 
Oh, okay. It's third okay. on well, the list. Oh. <laughs> You're up there. Yeah, you were the... you were you were beaten right, by, well, we were by debunked. a variety yeah. of others. But anyways, fun facts with Irene. This is this is the fun facts with Irene segment of, the, of our. I love fun it, facts. Yeah. Okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks again, All right. Dr. Cameron, well, for I, hanging out with us. Irene and yes, Katrina, thank you so much. It. We appreciate it's it. It's such a so joy. Great. You guys are awesome. You're <laughs> so you. easy to be with and so fun. So thank you for having Aww, me. You're and so uh, sweet. I can hardly wait till we get to do something uh, together in, in public in the not too distant future. And and Katrina, I will uh, be co-modeling with you at a, at a venue nearby somewhere, yes. somehow soon. And and mm-hmm. Irene, you're coming with us. So I'm you don't ask. have a choice. I'll hold the camera. We're now, we're now a trio <laughs> of of. Try modelers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. We've just Thanks made up again. a word so that we could be. All right. Thank you. Modeler. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into the Two Third Air podcast. Uh, peace out, peeps. Peace out now, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>